I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Norberto Kepi's book, Liberation of the People, is the most complete book I know about the pathology of power. It explores the psychological condition that lies behind the lust for power and shows clearly that this drive is most times fueled by a pathological desire for self-service and narcissism, not for the common good. It's extremely important to perceive that the established powers have been organized so as to control the will of the people, paralyzing their capacity to act. Norberto Kepi writes in this profound book. In other books, Kepi writes forcefully about secret groupings of powerful people acting in the shadows as constituting the basis of all social sickness. Here he's talking about the Bilderbergers and the Trilateral and the secret societies at Yale and all that mess. And just saying that pushes you into the territory of conspiracy theory for some. I mean, what's next? Questioning the moon landing? But Kepi's voice is not strident or self-righteous. It's a fresh breath of sanity into this minefield of subterfuge. Rockefeller and the Shattered American Dream, today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. I kind of slipped the Rockefeller name in at the end there, didn't I? (laughs) A little radio host dramatics there. Please forgive me the technique. It does make for a catchy title, which is, of course, all important in this world of information overload. But there is something to it as well. The Rockefeller family has loomed large over the 20th century and largely not for good. We'll explore this terrible influence and its consequences in our show today and then resolve with some solutions emerging from our analytical trilogy work here in Brazil that will leave you hopefully hopeful. (laughs) But let me begin with some perspective. On a marvelous blog put out by the Archdiocese of Washington, Monsignor Charles Pope looks compassionately at the 20th century, wherein it's estimated that 100 million people died in war and for ideological reasons. Monsignor Pope then goes on to lay out the legacy of the 20th century. It was a century of imposition of every form of collectivism, from communism and fascism to tribalism, socialism, with often disastrous consequences, and I would just add wild capitalism to that list of isms, that produced such dire results. War and terrorism ran rampant. Faith and religion were attacked, with the consequences appearing in the rise of moral relativism, indifference and cynicism, selfishness and unabashed materialism, depression and uh, people losing hope. He also applauds the progress of the 20th century in the invention of all sorts of technological marvels, from radio and TV to microchips and space travel, summing up by saying the 20th century, the worst and the best all at once. Monstrosities and moonwalks is how he put it. But what caught my attention was Monsignor Pope's next paragraph. Quote, I am of the mind that to understand the 20th century and its colossal contours, no simple or natural explanation is possible Monsignor Pope wrote. The bloodshed is too global, too organized and sweeping to be merely of human origin, he thinks. And then he quotes from St. Paul, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in high places, Paul says in Ephesians. And Monsignor Charles Pope then tells the story I have heard from various sources over the past 10 years, including Norberto Kepi 
and Claudia Bernhard Pacheco. And I tread into this very delicately, but very insistently that it's important for us to know. October 13, 1884, Pope Leo XIII had just finished celebrating Mass in a chapel in the Vatican. At the Mass were a few cardinals and members of the household staff. Suddenly the Pope stopped at the foot of the altar. He stood there for about ten minutes, as if in a trance, his face ashen white. Then, going straight away from the chapel to his office, he composed the prayer to St. Michael and later issued instructions that it be said after all low masses everywhere in the world. He explained that as he was about to leave the foot of the altar, he had suddenly heard voices, two voices, one kind and gentle, the other guttural and harsh. Then he heard the voice of Satan in his pride, boasting to our Lord, I can destroy your church. The gentle voice of our Lord, You can? Then go ahead and do so. Satan replied, To do so I need more time and more power. The Lord said, How much time? How much power? Seventy-five to a hundred years, and a greater power over those who will give themselves over to my service, was Satan's reply. Mysteriously, our Lord said, You have the time, you have the power, do with them what you will. Well, this is a well-known story in esoteric communities, but never touched on in our profane and secular world, and it can bring the insidious work of the ne'er-do-wells in the shadows into perspective. As I said, I tread into this very lightly. It's not territory I normally go into, but I think this is so phenomenal. And this morning, as I was writing the introduction to our program, I had this intuition, this sense that I needed to enter into here today, and hopefully you're following me. Rockefeller and his cronies have cast a long and sinister shadow over the 20th century that could well be seen as playing part of this Luciferian plan Pope Leo told of. I know Malachi Martin, the great 20th century exorcist that Claudia Bernhard Pacheco thinks so highly of, believed much in Pope Leo's vision. And I believe strongly that drawing this bigger circle as a way to understand in a deeper way what's going on is an important step to take today, which is why I'm broaching it in our program. Norberto Kepi's book, Universe of the Spirits, has helped me to cross this threshold and venture into the spiritual territory. So if you're in any way compelled to follow me in this thinking, I would encourage a deep reading of that remarkable book. HealingThroughConsciousness.com has it for sale in our books section. Let's dig into this more with Dr. Claudia Bernhard Pacheco. Rockefeller and the Shattered American Dream, when thinking with somebody else's head returns on the Stop Radio Network. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. You know, there are many ways to dig deeper into the themes we discuss in our Stop Radio Network programs. There are books and TV and radio programs, conferences, teleclasses. But what about this one? Learning a language. That's kind of wild, isn't it? Millennium Language School in Sao Paulo, where I teach, incidentally, offers eight language courses using Norberto Kepi's psycholinguistic method. Yeah, we use his vast literature and scientific findings to make it easier for anyone to learn a language. 
be a great time to tackle Portuguese, actually, with Brazil quickly becoming a prime world destination. And you can learn online from wherever you are. So drop us a line if you'd like to learn more. Jones at stop.org.br. Millennium Language Schools. We're teaching life in eight languages. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Our program is based on the science of analytical trilogy. If you're interested in learning more, you'll find information about books, TV shows, and any upcoming congresses or teleclasses on our site at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. Now, back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. The program is thinking with somebody else's head on our beautiful Stop Radio Network. Lots of good things happening for you there, and our uh, listener statistics continue to go up. Uh, that's fantastic, and please let people know about what we're doing, because I think it's, it's uh, very important. Claudia, I was, I, was, uh, I was a little depressed on Sunday. Richard. No, not in a serious way. I, I was watching a movie. Sure. Actually, a movie that you told me about. Thank you very much. <laughs> By the way, which one? <laughs> Called Revolutionary Road uh. with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet about mm. the loss of the American dream. I don't know if mm. you remember a domestic. Yeah, okay. Well, you ta- ta- told me about it. Yeah, this is some time now. And uh, there's a couple of things that, that got me, but the first was, and I, well, this is the area I wanted to sort of work with you a little bit on because I'm seeing a lot of this happening in Occupy movements and protest movements around the world. This thing of projection. Oh, now I, I think I remember. A little bit, okay. A, a, a problem between a couple. A couple. Yeah, okay. They had these dreams of yeah. going to Paris, of having a different yeah. life, and then they kind of got trapped in the suburbs, in the... American yeah. dream, then had kids, had to maintain their house. But, and there are many factors in this that are interesting, so I don't want to talk about all of them. But this one, particularly, where the woman mm-hmm. blamed the man mm-hmm. for her not being able to live life really struck me. And, of course, then he blaming the, the woman and the family on the reason he needed to keep working inside this job that he hated. So there was projection going on. Mm-hmm. All over the place. And this is something that Dr. Kepi's work really helps us to understand better, doesn't it? This idea that we we don't see the problem in ourselves, we see it in, in other people. Yes, Jones. And in this area uh, that you talked about, there is a lot of pathology also going on in social values. A lot of inversion. People are totally upside down in what they think is a happy life, (laughs) a happy couple, a happy life. I don't know um, if we have this still so much. I know we don't. Thanks God. We don't have that as much as we used to have 40 years ago. That was the American dream. 30 years ago, the American dream. So people should have a house and a family and kids and support them to have them in a, a good school and have a life, a Sunday life in the church, and have the neighbors coming for dinner and living together, blah, blah. But all hypocrisy. So the revolution of the 60s was already bringing up this concept of happy life. Because everybody tried hard to, to have a happy life, but the more they tried, and the more, the more they got into it, 
into these values, they got worse and worse. Yeah, like in a prison, right? They were like in a prison. So I bring here, uh, Jones, a subject that I spoke about in a very simple book I wrote for beginners, the ABC of Analytical Trilogy. Available in English. Yes, and in nine languages <laughs> yeah. already. Right. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. So if you want to know the basics of analytical trilogy, ABC of analytical trilogy can be purchased <laughs> in our site, isn't it? Yeah. Our stop. Site, uh, stop.org.br. Yeah. Also on our Heating Through Consciousness site and about six or seven other places around the <laughs> Internet. It's everywhere. <laughs> okay. But going back to that thing, Richard... Have you thought that all these standards of happy life were um, decided, planned by the powerful? What would uh, what would mean to have a happy life for a person, for a couple? Mm-hmm. All those standards were uh, determined, pre-planned. By the powerful, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the some of the or some of those by the religious powerful, the churches, so they can control better the population. Other is the the ideas, the economic ideas of patrimonio. I don't know how do you say this in English. In, in, inheritance, I think the, yeah, the, 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 the collective inheritance that we have, the, the, the goods you you have, the as a company, as a country, as a, yeah, uh, as a family, a house, and your belongings. Yeah. So all this is 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 like decided by people who uh, who write the laws, who be, what belongs to whom. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is mine. You, you have a. A deed that mm-hmm. says this is, it belongs to you, this worth something, and then you pay taxes for that, and then if if you have this like this deed, then other people can't step in your property, and your this property concepts were all decided by the powerful. Incredible. But unfortunately, not only that. If you think behind. What is the real, real, tr- like the real concept of American dream that Americans developed after, mostly after the Second World War? Being a hero, fighting for your banner, for your country, dying for your country, which, by the way, had never, ever anything to do with the country, but only uh, had to do with the economic, powerful interests. interests. Yeah. So... There was this concept of being a hero, dying for your country, and also uh, having your family and your kids and being married in a, inside a, an institutional church and staying married. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and the fences and the properties. Yeah. And so, what and how much would you spend in your life? What should you buy? The dresses you should use, the shirts, the suits, the shoes, the car, the cars, uh, the standard of homes, and what should you have in order to be considered a respectable Member citizen of, society. of yeah. American society? Yes, exactly. And a TV set and electroelectronics in your house. And watching these TV shows and buying this laundry soap and the, all of exactly that. Exactly that. So, have you ever thought 
who determined that people should have cars and ride on the roads all all over United States in those hotels and um, um, motels, motels, motels yeah. and hotels and, hotels and, and everything in yeah. movies and yeah. so all of this wow. you have mostly mostly one man's or one family's mentality that led to these implications. And this is Rockefeller Society. Most of what you had in the United States and some in Canada because you mm-hmm. went behind them. <laughs> and in the world, we the Western sure. world, as sure. a consequence, yeah. who decided we should drive cars instead of uh, taking trains? Can I give you an example of this? I remember Rockefeller this, did with his sure, oil. For sure. And he was friends with Henry Ford. And Henry Ford was one of the largest proponents of creating the suburbs. He wanted to create the suburbs outside the city because then you would People have to would drive spend, your car to get For back sure, in. and spend gas. Yeah. So medical uh, ideas, educational concepts, media, movies, everything had this Mr. Rockefeller and his family uh, behind it. Yeah. And not only him and his family, but his friends, like Brzezinski, mm-hmm. who was the guy who decided that the third era or the third millennium or the last century would be the century of the electro-electronics. Yep. And that's that's how we live. So a decent citizen or uh, a person who is inside society must have a cell phone or two cell phones and an iPad. And a, So all these people decide what is happiness and what is the consequence. They even decided that if you feel unhappy, you have some sort of problem in your brain cells and you need to take medical, <laughs> like like <laughs> medicines, and, and, and you have to pay for pharmaceutical companies because then the doctors and psychiatrists decided, but not them alone, the medical, the American Medical Association, which is led by the Rockefeller Foundation. So they decided if you are neurotic or not, if you should be happy inside this horrible society they organized or they disorganized for us to live, which is a, a, an enormous prison. Yeah. They picked up on Brzezinski a long time ago, and Brzezinski is uh, <laughs> kind of sociopathic. Brzezinski said, how are we going to keep people content in a society where people are losing their jobs? What are we going to do? So he created a, a name called Tititainment where you show lots of naked women on television and uh, sports spectacles to keep people amused so that they will tolerate the decadence of the values in society. It's like the bread and circuses of the Romans. It's exactly the same thing. And you see Mr. Rockefeller founding a church, Baptist church, and like when I lived in New York City, we went to Rockefeller um, Riverside Church. And why did did he do that? If he was not really a Christian, he was Christian just for his own interests, because political and economic and social, because Christian families would follow him and his ideas as peaceful ships, ships, peaceful 
Cordeiros, carneiros. Ah, oh, sheep, é sheep. <laughs> I don't, Follow like sheep. I don't know yeah. how okay. to say this word. I know, this is a hard word for Brazilians. Okay. I, I have to say very difficult words in Portuguese. And I... <laughs> But you imagine yeah. that this, this family was so smart that they even created a, a, an aura of Christianity so they could control the whole country, the whole country, with an anti-Christ, anti-Christ philosophy. And, and, and so even the Christmas, even the Christmas parties were created by them. The concepts of a, what does it mean to have a turkey in this Thanksgiving day? And what does it mean to be an American citizen at, during Christmas time and during vacation time and at school? So they made the rules. So America for the last, at least the last century was led and oriented and directed by Rockefeller family and his partners and their partners. Cohorts. So, my God, what does it mean then to be an American? What is the identity of an American citizen? At least in France, we know what a French guy is. And in Brazil, we don't have like a, a pattern of behavior. If you go to the north, you have one citizen. And then if you go to south, you have another one. And in Sao Paulo, you have... A, it's like a bagunça. It's, it's oh, like yes. a chaos <laughs> <laughs> in this sense. In a nice way. <laughs> so here we are like more individuals in this sense. Yeah. We have more freedom. But be an American, a North American citizen, means you have to be the way they expected you to be and this they it's not really a democratic government you see like a or in just a facade it's of like, a it's democracy like a, so it's like a programming it's, it's a like... programming so i feel so sorry for the americans north americans because you know when they want to be happy they have to go away from north america they have to leave their countries and sometimes they can't fit in a more normal society because they are so programmed to behave in a way that they have to behave inside the United oh, States. So true, Claudia. I, that a, they don't know how to behave. Exactly. We have a very good friend who comes here often. I, I won't use his name just in case uh, he doesn't want this to be said, but he, he, when he comes down here, he says he feels so free here. Yeah. He goes over to our shopping center across the street and he'll see a student of our school and he'll sing to them. In yeah. the, and everybody loves it. You yeah. do that in North America. My People God, will lock be you like, away. Yeah, in a mental hospital. Security. Uh, yeah, like yes, that. yes. Like if you walk with more than one or two people on a on, um, sidewalk, like in Yonkers, yeah. there was a police car following us all the time. <clears throat> What is this group going to do? Are they terrorists or something? So... You can't even have friends and live in freedom. We went to, to some parks, everything forbidden. Yeah. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't know this. No talking. Know that. No, know that. No, no, no jumping. No, no, no. no. My God, My and God. this is the land of freedom. Yeah. How come? Yeah. No swimming. No swimming. <laughs> no no pic picnicking. Yeah. No yeah. no dogs. No yeah. no cats. No no, no swim. Nothing. Nothing. No, no music. No whatever. So you have some bolsoins, some some small places where people are supposed to listen to music very loud, like Harlem. You can do that in Harlem, but only in Harlem. Yeah. If you if you want to hear your 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 
records or whatever in your home, then my God, the tenants in the same building will sue you, will we'll call a fiscal, True. an agent yeah. or yeah. something yeah. to lock you up if necessary. So I'm very, very sorry for these people that are locked up and they think they are the most free people in the freest country in the world, an example of democracy. So they should have a banner written, I belong to Rockefeller uh, Rockefeller's Foundation. Foundation, and I obey Rockefeller's ideals. Oh, my God. Terrible. So... Okay. So that's it. Yeah. So let's. Uh, and this is not a projection. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is the truth. This is the truth. We're we're coming back to discuss this further. This is really uh, fascinating where you're taking us in terms of looking at this American dream. So we're back in just a moment on thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. All of our shows are based on the science of analytical trilogy. The leading-edge thought emerging from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Brazil provides many solutions to our pressing world problems. To find out more about our proposals in economics, health, education, energy, and psychology, browse around at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. Now, back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Liberation is yours. Liberation is ours. Liberation of the People by Dr. Kepi is available as a free download at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. You may have heard us talk frequently in our radio programs about our innovative proposals for creating new companies, trilogical enterprises, we call them, and they are really an answer to the current model of frequent exploitation and working for the man. Well, there's information about this on our website at HealingThroughConsciousness.com, and Norberto Kepi's Liberation of the People book lays it out, too. But the best way to plunge into these might be to get on down to Brazil for a few months of study and preparation. These businesses are particularly effective for anyone looking to break out of the system or for communities that have been hard hit by economic, political, or environmental crises or war and strife because they don't require huge infusions of capital to launch them. Would you like to explore this more? Jones at stop.org.br for more information. Trilogical enterprises are how we support our galaxy of activities down here in Brazil. Let me tell you, it works very well for collective endeavors. I'd love to hear from you. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Our program is based on the science of analytical trilogy. If you're interested in learning more, you'll find information about books, TV shows, and any upcoming congresses or teleclasses on our site at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. Now, back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Scott Radio Network. Our program is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones with Claudia Baron harper Shaka. We're on our new network, Stop Radio Network, streaming through iTunes and on our various sites around, and soon to be in Windows Media, too. That's our next objective. We're loving the fact that you're spreading uh, our message on Facebook and through your Twitter and social media networks and also through your friends because that's how we grow, really. We don't have the, the support of these large corporations <laughs> spreading no, our word. neither governments... Uh, 
uh, thank God. And so we are, we do everything through word of mouth, through the real development, the real guerrilla marketing that has to happen with programs like this. And as I listen around, Claudia, to radio programs, I don't hear anybody doing actually what we're doing. What I feel with, with radio stations very often, there's lots of people who are denouncing the situation, decrying the situation, criticizing the situation, but I don't hear this kind of therapeutic approach to try to make the link between, okay, this is where we were, went wrong and why we went wrong. Yeah. And the fact that when we went wrong back there, we went wrong based on diverting ourselves from a true course, which was true then, is true now. Yeah. Last night I was reading a text of Dr. Kepi's in the, in, uh, from Work and Capital, which he wrote in 1987. And one of my students said, Richard, Dr. Kepi wrote this in 1987. He said, how is it possible that it's still relevant today? And I said, well, that's universal. That's like a, when somebody says something universal, it's valid now. It's valid then. It's valid a thousand years ago, a thousand years from now. And so we, we're doing something, I think, really beautiful on our, our programs. And I really want people to I guess the bottom line of this to get people to we spread. We can this. now go a little bit more in depth about psychopathology in this and 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 understand why people follow this. Yes, crazy lunatics, yeah. pow- crazy lunatic, powerful. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Richard, in the sixties, a revolution started, and it was a good revolution. But then, the smart guys came with the drugs. And they did two kinds of slavery with the drugs, slaveries. Uh, one is the economic slavery because they don't legalize drugs because they want to do this mafia thing behind. They have huge billionaire, trillionaire profits. Yeah. And they do wars be- to preserve their opium in the Middle East and in Afghanistan and other countries and in South America too. And so South, we know South there East is Asia. a lot of dirty s- stuff behind the scenes with this drug business. Which and doesn't the come out because it's not legalized, as you said. Yeah, so, yeah. Because if they legalized, they would know where the profits go to and for whom. And Now, we have also another thing, which, which is a worse slavery even than the economic one, which is the psychological um, slavery that drugs create. So those people who are starting to, re- th- like to rethink the values and think, oh my God, am I really free in this society? Yeah. Am I really free? I want to be free. I'm locked up. By, and, and my parents, my teachers, uh, the governments, the politicians, the priests, the pastors are all locking me up with their institutionalized um, dogma dogmas and and, and standards of life yeah. so and yeah. the rules yeah. what is the good and the goodness for a person to live in locked up in a family or in a job or in a country for all their lives long without being able to do something really useful and beautiful for themselves and society just obeying the powerful. Exactly. So they started to question this. And when they did, and they were already getting somewhere, what happened? They brought this deception. You want to disobey. You want to uh, oppose your parents and society and the church. So you take drugs because then you will liberate your consciousness. It's like another apple. A second apple that was brought, or a third apple, whatever apple. But it's like an apple brought by sure. Satan, telling them you will have even more consciousness. And how come people can be conscious and be aware 
if they have their brains destroyed by the drugs. And on the opposite, all their freedom, their free choice is, is like uh, yeah. locked down. Exactly. They, a person who gets hooked on drugs, death is the destiny, and a, like a precocious death. Yeah. And they don't even use in anymore the, their intellect, their free choices, mm-hmm. their talents as they used to do. Oh, Timothy Leary actually said, turn on, take drugs, and Tune out. Tune out of society. It's, it's, yes. Get out of Go society. away from society. You don't question anymore. You don't play any uh, substantial, rational, constructive role in society anymore. And you just stay out in fantasy. So why did people accept this? And the Vietnam War, too, Claudia. People forced. They, they, they created the draft for the Vietnam War. So young men, and uh, mostly young men at that time, were forced to go to war, to follow the rules, to yes. follow In the system. In order to bear the situation, they took drugs. Exactly. Now, not Why? only that, but, you know, we are upside down. We have an inverted reaction. The first reaction we have is not a normal one, a natural one. Our reactions are mostly... Uh, Upside down. So we understand that consciousness and reality is a burden in itself. So being in fantasy, being like having a, a life of leisure, and it's, it's the maximum of happiness and Doing freedom. Nothing, yeah. So this is totally upside down concept that humankind have. And not only that, but also these drugs give us a totally megalomaniac idea, superpower. We get like superpower, superman, superwomen, being something that we, in reality we are not, but we have this deformed idea about ourselves as big ones and big shots and so smart. So this feed our megalomania, our theomania. And another thing is that People have an idea, upside-down idea, that what they would like to be, even an, an envy, they envy the powerful people. They see in the richest ones, the millionaires, the billionaires, like the models to be, to be followed. I want a piece of that. I want a piece of I that. I want to be like them because yeah. they have the answer. They are successful. They know how to do things. So I want to be like them. And they don't understand that those people are the unhappiest people in humanity. They are the useless people. They are smart in stealing others, enslaving others. Yes, they are. But they know nothing about science, about arts, about love, about happiness, about health, about balance, about wisdom, wisdom, about anything. They don't know. They don't. They are not in the world. They are not in the true world. They are. They don't. They can't even enjoy what they have. Yeah. They go to a beach with a beautiful woman and and they don't enjoy them they use them but they don't enjoy and why because beyond the life of money and properties there is all this universe of beauty and goodness and love and vibration and freedom and they can't enjoy this because they are locked up in their money they are the biggest slaves of themselves of their own so they they end up by being caught by their own values, Incredible. inverted values. So, I, I some one day I I attended a client and he was one of the the biggest diplomats in Portugal, and he used to work by 
like inside UN and and he was always around with all these big shots and he was very rich himself and and living inside this luxurious world and he came by chance to do analysis with me he wanted to know Dr. Kepi's method and he said I can't go back to my childhood and resonate with beauty I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't resonate with life anymore. And this is my, my, my biggest, like the the, the biggest price I had. I, I paid. I lost. I lost. I lost myself. Mm-hmm. I lost my soul in this. So he said, I go to the beaches. I see the most beautiful landscape, and I can't enjoy it. I do not vibrate with anything. I see people around me, simple people, vibrating, being happy, loving each other, and living. And I can't be anymore. I have, but I can't be. And this is the most horrible sensation a person can have and I please liberate me from this. <laughs> help me, please help, help me. me because I can't be a human being anymore. Wow, Claudia, look at what he's saying there. Yeah. So this is what happens when people want, want to reduce everything to money. Everything becomes about a, a monetary exchange, and we we lose this sanity of being. You know these things that uh, Dr. Kepi has called uh, to be. Uh, wise, to be a, an achiever, to do things, to be generous, these kinds of things we, we lose when we want to have the money accolades. So uh, this, w- this was lost. The 60s, we had, we, you know, I can feel I'm, I'm, I'm a product of this time, and I felt that we had something. I know I grew up thinking, I don't want to follow the pattern that everybody told me in school that I should follow. I can remember it very strongly. Now, there's my own issues around that, but I didn't want to follow that path. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something different. Mm -hmm. And it was very hard to find. It was until Mm -hmm. I found Trilogy, I didn't really discover what that was. But all my life, I was moving in that direction. So there must be many people today who are feeling that being trapped and wanting a way out. How do we get out? What do we... we... Richard... And I want to say that money and richness is not a sin. Right. It's not evil. It's very good. Money and richness is also something that God gave us to enjoy and to use for the benefit of ourselves and others. So the first thing to um, understand and to get, like, um, to be free from this... From Pre, uh, straight jacket. Straight jacket, straight jacket is to understand what inversion is. And to understand this, you must either do analysis or read the books that Dr. Cappy and some of his followers wrote. I myself wrote some of them. And so this is a new science. This is like a new form of psychoanalysis, an integral psychoanalysis. So you must understand this. You must learn. You must study even. So my suggestion is that people should uh, read, should go inside our TV programs and start watching them. And if if possible, even doing analysis by phone or by Skype, because we have a, a center here that attends clients in English, in Spanish, in Italian, Swedish, Finnish, German. Um, Around the world. 
Yeah, so people can call in, and they can have some sessions. And but mostly read the books before, mm. because they should read it at least one or two books to start getting inside this new science. It's yeah. a totally new philosophy, a new science, and must be uh, studied and, and you're understood. Say, you're saying before our show too that you, we want to start some courses for people to uh, come down here and actually study, learn, develop. Here in Brazil with yes, us. Yes, yes. Uh, there is a one-month one training course for psychosociotherapists or psychosociotherapists. Mm -hmm. uh, so people could come and learn and, and, uh, about psychosociotherapy. So they would do their own psychotherapy. They would have a sociotherapy inside this situation, and they could go back to their countries and bring some knowledge and benefit for for their their well Beautiful. their friends and their relatives or whatever and and you know they can come and stay for a month and they can stay longer for three months if they enjoy staying they can apply for uh, three months or even six months yeah, training here yeah. uh, it's 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 allowed to to be in Brazil for that period so we have in our site we will we have in our site some some of this still in Portuguese, but people can write in their languages, and we yeah. we can we can answer them in in, in, in yeah. all those languages I spoke about. Yeah. So our site is www.kepipacheco.com. K K E P P E P P E P A C H E C O. dot com. dot com. There yeah. you'll find all the information. Write to us. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of information available, and um, if people want to find it, they will find it. Yes. And then come, because yes. it'll be a wonderful experience for you. Yes. I know from personal experience the great value for all of us and the world that lies in Norberto Kepi's Science of Analytical Trilogy. That is our program for this week. Thinking with somebody else's head is on the Stop Radio Network. All of our information available on our websites at healingthroughconsciousness.com and our Stop Radio website at stopradio.org. We broadcast as often as possible from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy. It's wonderful to have you with us. Do join us again next time on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Until next time, bye-bye for now.